Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It is Wednesday, November 11th, 2020. This is episode 33 of the morning warm up with Stevie Richards. The number 33 might mean something to you. We discuss it on Wednesdays, Wednesday nights with that number comes up an awful lot. And if you know, you know, uh, speaking of numbers today, we're going to talk a little bit more about finances, perspective and mindset regarding that. And I'm going to share some experiences with you. But before we get into that, uh, I want to really express an immense amount of gratitude for each and every one of you who join me every day, Monday through Friday, 6am Eastern time here live on the YouTube channel, or watch it on demand on video. And I'm going to get to a little situation in a second. But also on the audio version, available on all major podcast platforms. Now I'm going to need you to do me a favor if especially on the video version here. For some reason, currently YouTube is processing this live stream for up to sometimes almost 24 hours. Sometimes it goes live in my feed right before the next day's morning warm up. I don't know if this has anything to do with the, the current times where they're shutting down hashtags or keywords or, or algorithm type things. But if you can share this video, if you can even find it, if you can share it, uh, let people know about it. I would appreciate that. Also subscribe, click the bell to get notified, like this video. It helps with the algorithm and I can't quite interpret or figure out what is going on. All I can do is, just concentrate and focus on the message here each and every morning. I, I really don't promote it all that much. I don't put up Instagram stories saying it's coming or uh, put anything up on social media. I really want to focus on anywhere from the 10 to 25 minutes that you're giving up of your life to come in here and spend it with me or clicking the play button on video or audio version. So thank you so much for doing that. Thank you so much if you're going to share this video or any other episode or just the YouTube channel in general, I really do appreciate it. So let's talk about episode 33. Living within your means. I think this year, probably more than any moving forward, especially people are worried about money. I may have to take that back because what I witness each and every day, it doesn't seem like a certain certain situations, people aren't worried about money, or maybe they're kicking the can down the road, or maybe they're, they're doing the procrastination, or maybe they're just saying whatever and going for broke, quite literally, sometimes. But this year has really presented unique challenges for people, but also in a way, and I'm going to probably talk about this towards the end, unique opportunities. The market is always changing. For example, 15, 20 years ago, I wouldn't be able to sit here and effectively and easily live stream with you each and every morning. I wouldn't be able to have the audio quality that I have for the price, meaning a lower price, a very affordable price compared to the quality that I'm trying to put out. It just wouldn't be a possibility. It wouldn't be practical to spend that kind of money to send the message out. You literally need a radio station with an antenna and all these other things. The internet was not very mature in order to have these platforms to speak to you on. 
But this year presents a lot of challenges. No matter what income you have, no matter what tax bracket you may fall into at this current time, no matter how much debt you have, no matter what, if you're renting or owning uh, loans, all that stuff. But I've been, what I thought was a curse of paranoia, what I thought was a curse of, am I ever going to feel settled? Meaning now I've been an independent contractor almost my entire adult life outside of uh, jobs that I've had outside of the wrestling business as I was wrestling or in between jobs within companies. But essentially, I've always been an independent contractor which is the most freeing and terrifying thing at the same time that you you can ever experience. It's terrifying in a lot of ways because you never know where your next income is going to come from. You never know where your next dollar is going to come from. It's like being a salesman on commission, real estate agent on commission, even though right now it's, they're having a very easy time making their commissions. It, it hasn't always been like that. So I've been predisposed to this mindset of trying to live well, well, well within my means. I used to famously say in the locker room, it'd be made fun of it and still get made fun of in a friendly way, a much more friendly way, not getting hazed like I used to in a way where I said, if and when I ever get released by WWE or I leave professional wrestling, I want to live like I'm the greeter at Walmart. I want to live like I'm stocking shelves at Walmart or Target or pumping gas down by the Jersey Shore when I lived in Philly and Connecticut. These are the mindset things that I had. And lots of people would make fun of me in the locker room. And these people that I watched, because I never really opened my mouth much except for things like that, which I would be absolutely just eviscerated for. In case people didn't know, the wrestling locker room is a lot like the high school cafeteria. And if you didn't fit into the high school cafeteria, then you know exactly what I'm talking about, about the feeling of, my God, I don't fit in. And that, that extends to, to the way I live my life today. And I'm going to touch on a lot of points by Dave Ramsey. And if you don't know who Dave Ramsey is, look him up on YouTube. He's been around for over 30 years. I had a radio show, still has a radio show, YouTube channel and also has a business model connected to those things. So I didn't even know who Dave Ramsey was back then. I just knew that, as I have said in previous episodes, growing up in Philadelphia and witnessing my family struggle under the immense pressure of debt, under the immense pressure of my father, who was a truck driver for 27, 30 years, having layoffs. He was in the Teamsters Union, so there were strikes. There was lots of the things that happened that when I witnessed them, I didn't realize that they were instilling this independent contractor type of mindset in me. But my dad was essentially an independent contractor in a lot of ways because he would get furloughed, laid off. And if anybody has uh, a father or grandfather that's still with us that can talk about the strikes, the layoffs, the things that would happen almost every single year as a truck driver, then, you know, or even a union member, a lot of times in Philadelphia, there would be uh, things that would happen on a yearly basis. 
So I had that instilled with me. I, I told you before, I remember when the, the truck used to come with the government cheese and the bread and be thankful that we had food. Now we were no means like always permanently like that, but it would go in cycles enough to, to really stick in my mind. But I just remember even the bills coming in and the bills past due and the stress on my parents face about, we do not know how we're going to pay this electric bill as the bills mount up, or we don't know how we're going to pay the house payment. Now these were not verbally passed along to an eight, 10, 12, 15 year old kid, but I knew, I knew, I know now I wasn't able to interpret it, but I know now, and we've all seen that unfortunately, uh, the look on our, on our parents' faces that maybe, wow, am I going to be able to feed my kids? Am I going to be able to pay all this? Am I going to be able to do some of it or all of it? Or what do I choose? So that was always instilled in me. Now, when I started to make money in wrestling, I kind of doubled down on the savings and I knew I wanted it at home. And I had, uh, throughout my WWE career, uh, purchased a townhome, which I really loved. And I thought it was great. I didn't really see the, the, the benefit between townhome and single family. Cause I never lived in a single family home with a lawn and land or anything like that, or, or the responsibilities of taking care of that. You fast forward a little bit. I, I went into the emotional mindset of I've never had this home with, with a lawn. I never uh, owned a single family home or a big home or any of this other stuff. I still bought something within my means, but it was too much for me to handle being on the road 200, 250 to 300 days a year. So I sold that and, and thank God uh, broke even or made a little bit of money on that, much like I did my town home. But I fell into almost fell into the trap of living beyond my means, but quickly adjusted to that because I remembered and I was reminded every year because uh, just like my father, I wasn't laid off every year, but because of creative stuff or whatever political things happened, I would sit at home for sometimes a month, two months, one time for four months and not have any paycheck because I wasn't on a weekly I was on as I got paid or as I worked and I, I converted that over to a weekly with my downside in WWE because I wanted to have a budget and I wanted to save money and I wanted to have this money coming in steadily for 52 weeks so these are lessons I learned as I went along I'd rather have taken whatever the weekly or bi-weekly salary was and at the end of the year if I'm over then I throw every single dime of that money into a SEP IRA. I throw every single of that dime of that money into whatever my cousin Johnny, who's the, the CFO of my of my corporation, which is kind of cool. Whatever he says to do, IRA, dividend stocks, whatever it might be. I'm telling you all this stuff because I didn't have it instilled in me, but I surrounded myself with smart people that could do it, like my cousin that could that could guide me with this. But as I'm sitting in that locker room, And I have the clearance Nikes that cost me $30, which by the way, now I've in my way upgraded to going to Goodwill and buying $6 Nikes or A6 or whatever it might be. They're, they're, they're fairly brand new, but they're around six bucks. And then we round it up and I donate to Goodwill for, for seven bucks. And 
that's fine with me. It's an item that will not last forever, and I get use out of it. But I remember being made fun of in the locker room for even wearing just a T-shirt and a pair of shorts that combined a wardrobe, counting my socks, was like $25. And I remember also there's a thing to be said that I didn't quite look like a star. There was a big thing about looking like a star, being looking like you make a million dollars a year, even though none of us did which I remember famously Chris Jericho brought up in a talent meeting. And I thought that was amazing. Why don't you pay us like that? That was pretty cool. But to me, it was like I was willing to take the heat because no matter how much you made fun of me or how much you put me down or how much uh, everybody else was keeping up with the Joneses, remember comparisons is the thief of joy. You're never going to be happy because someone's always going to have more. And then you're chasing that. I just... I just took the, I took the abuse and I took the hits because I n- knew that you're not going to be there after I'm done. You're not going to be there to fill my bank account. You're not going to be there to invest in stocks. You're not going to be there uh, to have retirement. You're not going to be there that when I do find a wife and, or, and I do have a family or I have people that, that need um, support from me, you're not going to be there. I, that will, that's what I'm looking for. And I remember just quietly taking it and, and taking it on the chin and then just it, it looking like on the surface, like you're just not standing up for yourself. But I, I knew the bigger picture. Now, fast forward. We'll stay there for a second, actually, because I remember guys talking who made the same amount of money that I did or even less buying three, four, five hundred thousand dollar houses, buying Hummers, uh, buying huge Escalades, buying all these things. I'm talking about the first two weeks after they signed their deal. Buying all these things. Nothing wrong with that. Judge not lest you be judged. But you can observe and see, okay, I'm I'm on the right track in my mind because those things are liabilities. The truck is a liability. It's never gonna gain back value. It's only going to depreciate the second you drive it off the lot. It's more, it's like sneakers. It's kind of a disposable item in in my mind. So moving forward, and now we're in 2020 and everything happened and people lost their jobs and people had to put their mortgages or rents into forbearance. But I see an uptick in consumerism. We're in an age of consumerism. I said that in the description. Where people seem to have this emptiness within them. And they just keep spending to try to fill the void. Or they feel like they can justify because mortgages are cheap, money's cheap, interest rates are zero right now. So I can't afford when I could only afford a $150,000 to $200,000 house. Now let's get a $400,000 house. Not thinking like I do, okay, well, what's my monthly income? If I had to be a greeter at Walmart or a stock guy at Walmart or an overnight person stocking shelves at Target or wherever it is, or pumping gas, what do I need to live on per month? What can I do to not touch my savings, my investments, all the things that I built up from, as we talked about before, sleeping in the car instead of a hotel uh, the day before my flight home or the, you know, a few hours before my flight home, uh, drinking protein shakes all, all day instead of eating food and spending 10 to $20 a meal, uh, 
these kinds of things that I did uh, instilled in me and, and continued this. And I kind of live it right now where I look at that and I say, when people are telling me, hey, need to buy a house, need to, you, you need to buy a house because you own the home. You don't own the apartment. You're paying someone else's mortgage. That's kind of true. That's kind of true. But at the same time, you're not going to tell me what I can afford and can't afford. I know. I know what I'm comfortable with. Now, truth be told, I'm comfortable with no debt. Dave Ramsey's famous for saying that he would he he prefers the 100% plan, the 100% down plan when you're trying to buy a home. Now you might roll your eyes and go that's a that's an impossibility. That's an impossibility. Well, nothing's impossible. Now if you're shooting for that and you put 20, 30, 40, 50% down, that's something right there. And you still might think, oh my God, are you kidding me? I'm not, I'm not going to put anywhere near that amount down. You remember I've been, I've been saving this way probably for 20 years and I've had my ups and downs and spent money and unforeseen expenses and helping other people out and, and, uh, giving to others and trying to be as generous as I can and putting others before myself. But God, in my, in my belief it might not be yours is given back to me he continues to give back to me and it's it's a pretty amazing thing to watch that when i give or put up put others before me now you can call it karma if you want it seemingly has come back to me two three five tenfold it's pretty cool so and as i said i don't i don't really know sometimes what i'm going to talk about in these shows and this came to me around 5 45 a.m so it's very much a stream of consciousness or it, as I say, I say a prayer before I start uh, to make some sense and not jump around too much and not uh, stumble over my words when I hit the 20 minute mark, which is where I'm at right now, just about since we started the countdown. But let's talk about this year and where people seemingly are living in a way that they never lived before. And there's a saying in, in the description from Dave Ram, Ramsey, live like no one else so later you can live and give like no one else. Now, that's two totally different opposing things that I'm going to talk about because people are living like there's no tomorrow, meaning they're going for broke, literally. Buying, buying, buying the consumerism. My wife and I have gone out many times and seen more people than ever shopping and buying things at uh, places like Best Buy, Micro Center, TJ Maxx, wherever it might be, the lines are longer, people are buying more, and we have the holiday season coming up, which people usually spend tons on their credit cards in order to give gifts because of the commercialism and the consumerism of whatever Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever holiday you celebrate to give gifts. I don't know. I thought I thought during 2020 and when all these things occurred, which I can't say the words, that's why I keep being very vague. When this happened, I was hoping and praying that people would have seen things with more perspective. I really did. I was like this is this is going to cause people to change and they're going to realize what's really important and they're going to realize they're going to need to 
depend on themselves and not the government. But people seem to double, triple, and quadruple down the other way. And that's really, I, I feel for those people that when these forbearances come to the time when they're due, meaning probably around February 2021 or a little bit after that, my heart goes out to them because hopefully, and I pray they, they, they all have jobs. They, they may have just gotten furloughed. They got their job back or they just use it as a financial tool to save up and do other things and invest in and then come back and they can pay that mortgage off much quicker or catch up to the rent or do whatever they need to do. But there was many people, we're talking about 68 to 70% of the people that were living check to check in America before this hit, before this entire year hit and what happened and uh, the things that happened to people that, that didn't have their jobs anymore or were furloughed or they weren't deemed essential. These are scary things. And I go back to the Dave Ramsey thing and he addresses a lot of stuff with perspective and I think that will be tomorrow's episode of being concerned with your house and not the White House. Being concerned with what happens in your world. I think I mentioned it yesterday or the day before, uh, one of the 12 rules of life from Jordan Peterson is clean your room. Start with that. Uh, I haven't cleaned this room. I think I need to clean this room in the home gym. But just controlling whatever you can control and, and putting yourself on your path and not the path of others and not keeping up with the Joneses, not comparing yourself to others. All these episodes kind of intersect, hopefully in a way where it tells a consistent story and they might overlap. I might repeat myself, but these morning warm ups are a reminder to me and hopefully a reminder to you of just trying to center yourself and give you perspective and mindset and I always say it with fitness and I'll say it with this, with finances and other things. If I can do it, you can do it. Really, anybody can do this. I'm not, like I said, I'm not the best at anything. I'm really not. I'm not and I'm also not the smartest person. Nowhere near the smartest person. Maybe closer to, to one of the, the other way, <laughs> possibly. But I know what I don't know. I'm old enough to know that I don't know anything about anything. And I'm willing to learn. I'll tell you one more example that makes me laugh because of the, the superficial nature of people and what they deem as success. Remember, there's an episode, I believe, called What is Success? And Dave Ramsey famously says when you're buying a car, especially, uh, you're, you're impressing that person at the stoplight or the stop sign for a grand total of five seconds. And then they go along with their life and you still have your car payment and you're still in over your head in debt. I drive a 2006 Honda Accord. And I am going to drive that knock on wood, pray to God, whatever it might be, that it lasts for another 140,000 miles or more. And when people see me get into that car, knowing what I've done, they kind of look at me and feel bad for me. They look at me and say, man, that guy is down on his luck. 
He's driving an old, beat-up car. What happened to him? He's wearing a $6, 32-degrees cool shirt. He's wearing a $5 pair of 32-degrees uh, lounge shorts or soccer shorts. He's got $6 sneakers on. His socks have holes in them. Trust me, my wife gets me that every day. <laughs> what happened to him? How did he fall so far? Do they think that for a grand total of five seconds or do they, do they go online and say something like, wow, I, I saw Stevie Richards in the mall and he looked like, uh, well, you'll never see me in the mall. I shop online, but I saw Stevie Richards at uh, Best Buy or Micro Center. Man, he, he, um, he looks like he's not doing too well. I don't worry about that. To me, I just, I really do laugh at that because I don't, I don't hold any kind of contempt or a will towards them. But at the same time, I laugh and it's like the saying, if you only knew. And even if I had zero dollars in the bank or zero investments or passive income or affiliate money or the, the, the money I make with Russo brand or Stevie Richards Fitness or any of these other things, which by the way, for about 12 years, I made nothing almost. I broke even. I was living that check-to-check -check life and putting stuff aside and living a very a very frugal lifestyle that I continue, but more out of necessity rather than choice for a time. So it, I, the roller coaster ride has been real for me, but what has stayed steady is the fact of what has been instilled in me and what I consider to be successful. So the thing I think you can learn from that, and I, I put the peer pressure aspect of this out there a lot in this episode, because I want you to know, no matter where you're at or where you're at on a supposed food chain or financial food chain, or where you're at in this world, or may you, where you may perceive yourself in this world, you have to have the, the foresight, the fortitude, the willpower and you have to have the discipline and also maybe a little bit thicker of a skin to realize that you know where you're going in your life and you know what's important you know what needs to be important and it's just amazing when someone you know the the mob mentality of what you need to do with your life and what you need to be and how you need to present yourself even from a case of we have my friend Donovan Morgan I think is in the chat room there is a need for certain lines of work that need to drive a really fancy car, like real estate agents feel like they need to, and usually it makes sense. Insurance, businessmen, certain salesmen. But I sell home gym equipment and band programs, so therefore soccer shorts, T-shirt, $6 sneakers, and a beat-up a Honda Accord will do me just fine. I am dressing for the job I want. <laughs> so I leave you a little, little comedy, but it's truth. Truth in comedy is Ben Hameen says. I am really living a very blessed life. I'm very grateful. And like I had said in the beginning, this is what I want to leave you with. There is an opportunity more so than ever for each and every one of you out there. And I'm going to say the famous 
three words with a question mark at the end. Why not you? Why can't you create an online business model? Why can't you create a website like I did and use something like Squarespace, which has building commerce and you're up and running in 45 minutes and you have a physical or a digital product or a service that you can sell online? Why can't you, if you have knowledge in something, why can't you offer lessons virtually online and sell the courses? Hell, even if you want free product, start a YouTube channel, start reviewing stuff, start emailing companies like I did in the tech and the fitness categories, and then get review products that you basically sometimes can keep and you create a business model and you have a spot as an information source as a trusted information source, as long as you're honest, have integrity, you're ethical, and you tell the truth. You might not get the metrics at first, you might not get the affiliate income at first, you might not get the Google AdSense and other revenue streams at first, but trust me, you will. You'll stand out just because you're different than all the others trying to make the quick buck. So I say once again, why not you? Why can't you do this in an age of technology, in the age of this new economy that we're looking at right now? Why not you? Of course it can be you. If I can do it, anybody can do it. So I'm very grateful for you staying here for this record, record time here on the morning warm up. I do appreciate each and every one of you. I have an immense amount of gratitude. Thank God each and every day that you're here, either live, Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Eastern time here in the States or anywhere in the world, or you're watching on demand on video or on audio on all major platforms, on all major podcast platforms. There I go, tripping over my words. I am grateful, though, in all sincerity and all honesty. You guys are, uh, are great, and I appreciate the support. God bless each and every one of you. Have a great day.